Hey everyone, welcome back to the first five years. I'm Agassi Rodriguez coming at you from Clemson University. Hi everyone, this is Erica Aguiar coming at you from the University of Florida. Agassi, how are you? Girl, we did it. We did, we did it. We did it. It is no almost the end of We did it. We arrived to the end of 2020, girl. Here we are. Oh, I'm so happy. So happy it, to be here. It has been quite a year. I don't know about you, uh, but I have a nice two weeks of of time off, um, yes. which is the longest I've ever been off since I was a student, um, which I'm very excited for. Uh, but we did it, girl. That's all I can say. <laughs> I I hesitate to say that we made it through this year because it's been seven years. <laughs> It, it really has. I mean, truly, March March was an entire 365 days it in was. and of itself. I, and after that, it was just like, you know, it just all blurred together. And then August came and went, as Taylor Swift told us. Like a like a what? Like a bottle of wine. There we go. <laughs> Finish that thought, girl. Oh, well, welcome. <laughs> welcome to a very special episode of the first five years, our 2020 year in review, um, our inaugural 2020 year in review um because we've only been around for just this year <laughs> it's almost our birthday Woo-hoo! we thought that it would be fun to have one more call of 2020 before our year ends and talk about some of the highlights both you know higher ed and also personal because well you all know us pretty well at this point so we <laughs> have to talk about both <laughs> yes we know of our hundreds of millions of thousands of adoring fans you've come to know and love us over this last couple of months uh, so we just wanted to share some of our own highlights. And like Erica said, some of them are higher ed and some of them are not. And we wanted to spice things up a little bit by making this a little fun and picking some things randomly. Uh, it's not a hat. What do we got? What do we have? We actually have a mug and I picked a very specific mug. So we oh. have 10 questions that are in here. And I, I can say, I want you to read the mug to the audience. <laughs> Erica's mug says, not today, Satan. <laughs> on a brand uh if there are any drag race fans who are out there shout out to our queen uh bianca del rio for really popularizing not today satan in one of her very iconic phrases and actually agassi i want to point out this is the first time we're both recording with our podcast microphones so we're gonna do some you know fun stuff with that but we'll shake this up and then i will ask a question and we will both answer and they're gonna be pretty short so this will just be a little fun you know, year in review, I think we're both pretty reflective people. So this will be a good time. Let's do it. All right. There's your ASMR, everybody. (laughs) So our first question is the little crinkling of the paper. Oh, this is, this is the top moment of 2020. I sort of want to save this one. Let's save that one. Let's save that one. one. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. I won't do that every time party people, but all right. I got two in that one. Oh, this is a good one to start with. Agassi, what was your favorite student moment of 2020? Favorite student moment. Okay. Um, I have to say one of my favorite student moments was not with one student. It was actually with a group of students. Um, we... I hosted a life outside of the classroom panel and pulled together some student leaders to talk to incoming students about what it's like to be at Clemson, what to look out for, you know, just general advice. Uh, We had quite 
a, a lot of students who attended. I believe we had around 50 or 60 students who attended the, the streaming of this. And the students that we pulled together or that I got to know over the course of this were just so awesome. Um, I provided the questions for them that they would each respond to, but the way they responded to each question, I was, in, I was literally crying. There is a recording of me crying um, through this uh, event. Um, just because they were just so, so welcoming. They were just so honest. They kept talking about like, we're in this together and we're students and we're here to help each other. And like, you know, the things that you want students to say to incoming students. Um, and they just said it all. And it was just such beautiful moments. And I couldn't thank them enough because it was just, you know, amidst the, all the changes of summer, this was at towards the end of August, right before the school started. So it was just a beautiful moment to be like, you know what, maybe we're going to be okay. Um, so that was definitely my top moment. What about you? I love that. So mine, um, similar sort of, um, a group of students. So every year in about April, we do a graduation ceremony for my students at our president's house. And I can see one of my favorite photos of you and I is there. We've, it's a really, really beautiful event. April came and that was obviously not going to happen in person. So we quickly transitioned online and it was really sad because for this, you know, class of 2020, they didn't get to finish out their senior year. Their commencement was sort of changed. And I was really proud of, um, one, how we did it and did this really cool online version. And what was awesome about it was that family members could come too. And that's never been something we can do because we do it in Gainesville. And we had this student, we had this sort of open mic at the end. And the student brought her mom into the Zoom you know, view. And her mom just got to share like how the program and how her daughter's graduation impacted her. And so they're both talking and I'm weeping openly on the Zoom call. There are donors and faculty and staff and I'm just so moved. And, and that was something that a lot of people have said really impacted them because we really don't ever get to, to hear from our family members. And for her mom just to be like, I can't thank all of you enough. And to hear from the students, Agassi is, <laughs> is actually tearing up a little bit. And I think about my family and it just was so good. And that was such a perfect moment to, you know, cap off the year and just get to celebrate how education and how this has really impacted everyone. So that was my best student and students moment of 2020. Who gave you the right to make me cry like this so early into the episode. Erica, Erica said, oh, Agassi's tearing up over there. No, Agassi's full crying and dabbing I his eyes. I don't want to reveal it to everybody. Girl, we're all friends here. We're, we're all, all friends. friends. With our millions of listeners. All right, well, this one's going to be a little easier. Okay, okay, good. Okay, favorite TV show. So my favorite TV show was actually a rewatch for me. Uh, but a first time for Carter, but I, I think I fell in love with the show even more upon watching it a second time, The Good Place. <gasps> phenomenal TV program, phenomenal show, phenomenal message, phenomenal just acting. I just, I love The Good Place so much. And the first time around, I loved it. And then watching with Carter and watching him love it and knowing the little twists that happened and just waiting for his reactions, it made it just very special to watch it together. Cause I was like, ooh, I know what's about to happen. And when it happened, just, um, oh. just watching those reactions. But I mean, I love The Good Place so much. Janet, if I just, you know, not a girl. Queen. Yes, Janet Queen, not a girl. my favorite. She's so great. I love all of them, but truly uh, the good place. And then again, I 
The first time I saw the finale, I was five minutes in. I was like, oh no, I'm going to sob. The second time around, I was like, I know it's exactly what's going to happen. I still sobbed. So great, I mean, great program. Probably, probably one of the best show endings that I've ever seen. It's just, and I knew it was going to be good because I remember the announcement they made uh, before they started filming this, the last season of, hey, this is going to be our last season. We get to end on our terms. Very similar to like Shit's Creek, where they got to say, this is going to be our last thing. And they got to end the show how they wanted what a beautiful thing to finish off a piece of work the way that you intended it to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so good. But anywho, what about you, girl? Um, I also just want to say, say if anyone has ever been to Florida and you want to understand Florida, just Jason, because his description of Jacksonville, and I, I love Jacksonville, but I have a lot of friends from Jacksonville Duval who would agree with me. <laughs> That character embodies it. They so rip on Florida, like so badly. They just well all the time, they make fun of Florida, of Tampa, of Jacksonville. They just, they went for it. <laughs> we have earned some of that. Love my state though. Um, actually, Agassi sort of stole a little bit of my thunder. Um, the best show to watch for me and a little bit of a rewatch was Shit's Creek. I started it probably a year ago and I did not like it. What am I watching? This is boring. I know, blasphemy to many of us. And then I, everyone watched the series finale and was like, if you don't sit down and watch it, my best friend Robbie was like, I won't speak to you. I will not speak to you if you don't watch it. So I did it. boy. And um, I then like rewatched parts of it with like different groups um, in early 2020 and then like really binged the whole thing in its entirety in like maybe April or May. And what a perfect, show ending i mean and agassi exactly what you said i'm not going to reiterate but moira is who i want to be in my life but also i think if you have seen the series finale but you haven't seen the mini documentary that comes after it you have to it canadians y'all doing something right thank you for your work thank you dan levy and yeah it's just like I still just rewatch that episode times sometimes when I need to be like brought up and I'm glad quarantine gave me the chance to watch it like start to finish no interruptions because I think it's told very well when you don't have to stop as much so I love it I also rewatched Shit's Creek this year and I do have to say once again oh I know what's gonna happen I'll be fine absolute tears during many moments every of time. that show every time just 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 watch it. If you've not seen The Good Place, if you've not seen Shit's Creek, please give them a chance. They're just primo programming, 100%. Oh, perfect. All right, next question. Let's do it. A little mug of fun. I cleaned it out before doing this, by the way, because I do drink coffee out of it. Okay. Our next one is our favorite book of 2020. I read this book and I think I've talked about it on the pod before but I'm going to talk about it again this book called The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne it's a very long read and it tells this person's story over 50 or 60 years and it is just heartbreaking and beautiful and it took me just a little bit of time to get into and then I finished it in a few days it, oh my gosh it's brilliant um I please read it it is about this man's journey through his like queer identity development and it takes place in Ireland. And I was like, oh, I can't travel. I'll travel through this book. It's perfect. It's brilliant. Yeah. Read it, please. 
So my favorite book, unfortunately, I've not read that many books. Uh, TV shows was an easy one to come up with for this list. Books uh, was a little harder. But this year, I did get around to reading Call Me By Your Name, uh, which, yes. So, and I'd already watched the movie, so I was already familiar with the storyline somewhat. But I have to say, just reading the book, I just, I, I just couldn't help but think of like almost my my own journey into discovering, you know, my, my sexual orientation and my sexuality and all that. And just, I think just reading it and hearing people talking about it and listening through the perspective of the, you know, the, the, one of the protagonists, Elio, it was just so beautiful. It really was. And I just couldn't help but read it and be like, wow, like I remember feeling this like back and forth of like this, this is what I like or no, like this is not. And then this like back and forth and this tug and it just, and it just crushes your heart the way that the story just unfolds. And I definitely want to, I remember just closing the book and just crying. I was like, wow, that was oh. like, I, yeah. So man, if someone, if this is the first episode that anybody ever listens about me, they're going to be like, wow, that Agassiz guy cries a lot. <laughs> it's not a lie. Hey, 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 hey. No, it's not a lie. I do. I do tend to, <laughs> for beautiful things in life and for sometimes they're not so beautiful things in life. Uh, I'll cry, I'm sure. There you go. There you go. Um, funny enough, actually, when we we're trying to figure out the list of uh, what we talk about in this podcast, I almost did suggest favorite place to cry of 2020. Uh, <laughs> that is not in the cup of uh, the muggle fun. So not to worry, it's fans. Not, it is not. But, um, but <laughs> maybe right. next. Next one. What you all can't see is that every time I shake it, I do shake it differently. Sometimes like a Polaroid picture. I'm sorry. What you're not supposed to do, uh, when that song actually came out, Polaroid actually made an announcement and said, please do not shake your, your pictures. And like, this is not how it works. Please do, not listen, please do not listen to Andre 3000. Do not shake your Polaroid pictures. Thank you so much, management. <laughs> All right, Agassi, what's the best thing you learned in 2020? Oof, okay. Best thing I learned in 2020. So... 2020 was definitely a year of trials and tribulations um, where I think a lot of us were almost going through a shared experience, but almost obviously in, in different ways or going through this experience differently. But I think one thing that I learned across this year is just that sometimes it's not about you. And that's, that's the reality. It's, you know, a lot of people are going through a lot of things. A lot of people are, are navigating the changes that, you know, COVID has brought to their lives, to their families, to their way of living, to, you know, their livelihoods, all that. And sometimes I, as, as someone who has anxiety, sometimes it does get really easy to be like, oh, they must hate me. <laughs> I must have done something to them or mm -hmm. they must just not, they must just hate me right now. Um, and I think it takes a lot sometimes to really, tell myself, I'm like, you know, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's that they're going through stuff and that's okay. You know, you're going through your own battles too. And like, sometimes you don't talk about it with everybody. So like, you know, sometimes people being a bit more distant, a bit more aloof, a bit more despondent, maybe they're just taking care of themselves. Um, but I think the important thing there is also just because it's not about you, doesn't mean you can't be a part of the solution or part of the the, I guess the upswing. Um, cause I've worked with a lot of my colleagues who, you know, are like, you know, we're having a rough time out here and, you know, sometimes it's great to bring some joy into folks' lives, but sometimes it's okay to be like, are you getting help? You are, you feel like you're connecting to the people you want to connect to. Okay. Then you're being taken care of. And that's what matters most. 
Actually, I feel like I learned the same thing. Um, I really want to talk about how much I learned about capitalism and how to be sort of anti-capitalist and this like very similar to what you're saying, this concept of like protecting your peace. And um, I follow this Instagram called the nap ministry and talking about how like rest is resistance and really learning that, you know, when I talk about my best moments of this year that I don't want them to be work centric and I mean, mm-hmm. I love my job and that's okay. And I used mm-hmm. to be that person who would say, you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. False. It is still work. Mm-hmm. My favorite meme. What is your dream job? I do not dream of labor. <laughs> and it is, I quote it all the time, but I think about, you know, the election, right? And the day of the election and the day after I told my grad, I was like, please don't come in. There's nothing pressing, you know, one way or the other, whatever's happening, we are feeling very intense things, being really open and vulnerable about how I'm feeling. I've talked about that on the podcast, but just learning that, like, I don't, I don't want to be that person anymore who says I'm so proud of how much work I'm doing. Like, no, sorry. Like people are more important to me. Like my experience is more important. Um, And then sort of tied to that, really prioritizing where I put my money. So I would say 95% of the holiday gifts I bought are from small people of color, own businesses. Like I got a lot of stuff on Etsy, like a lot of local businesses. I didn't like, I'm not giving you any more of my money, Amazon, because I just learned that like when stuff really happens, like we, we have ourselves and like some of this larger stuff is not going to care about the individual. And so that is what I learned. That's a heavy one. Sorry, but no, I think that ties, I think that ties in really great. I mean, I think even just, I think, uh, uh, almost like a, a, a common thread between both of our lessons. It's just the idea of like grace, which I know we've talked about yes. too. And it's just being grace, extending grace and accepting grace. Because I do think that as people who've talked about imposter syndrome, sometimes it's hard for us to be like, yeah, it's okay if like we're, we're trying our best right now and doing our best. But even though part of us is feeling like, no, you need to do more. Like there's always the idea of like needing mm-hmm. to do more. Like as I was thinking about what am I going to do my break? I was like, wow, this would be a really great time to start some personal projects. I'm like, why am I already trying to schedule more work things to do for myself wow. during a time of rest? And I was like, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sit on my couch. I'm going to catch up on some Doctor Who, which I just got back into. Okay. So yes, yes, yes. I'm really leaning in. Um, but yeah. But anywho, back I to the Muggo fun. I love it. That was a hard one. Okay. All right. Next, we've got best thing on the internet, and I'm going to go because mine is quick, and I know yours is long. The best thing that I found this year is this website called Window Swap. And what it does is it pulls up a browser and it's, uh, I think, a minute or two minute loop of someone's window wherever they are in the world. So India, France, um, Alabama is one. And it's got a little audio and it could just be whatever it is, like the ocean or just people walking by the street. And especially as someone who loves to travel. That was really nice. My favorite one was this one, it's Brooklyn and it was raining and it was a view of the Brooklyn Bridge. And it was just this like, the sound of rain. And I just felt like a lot of peace. So window swap, find it, enjoy it. Maybe upload your own. Agassi, what is the best thing you found on the internet? I'm so excited for you to talk about this. So Erica was right. I do have something I really want to talk about. So if you all have not, not, tuned in to what is happening with Ratatouille, the musical. I need you to go right now 
on the interwebs, your favorite browser, whatever it is, but it should be Chrome. Please go to Ratatouille the Musical and begin to learn about it. It is a phenomenon that happened uh, in on TikTok. It became this like user-generated content like machine where people started saying there should be a Ratatouille musical. And at you had people saying, okay, here's the choreography, here's the opening number, here's the playbill, here's the 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 scene where um, this character has his first taste, here's the scene where Remy cooks his first meal, and it is beautiful, and it is one of the most positive and wonderful things on the internet right now. And they are going to stream the musical they're on, you know, obviously online um, and the ticket sales. Yes, they are selling tickets. They're $5 a pop are going towards the actors fund, which is currently supporting actors who are out of work due to COVID uh, due to the uh, impacts of COVID. Um, so not only are you going to get to watch one heck of a show, cause I'm so jazzed to just see Me it all too. together but to also support a good cause, it's $5 a pop. I know I'm gonna stream it on my computer, put it on my, um, in my living room, and I'm gonna have a good time. It's January 1st at 7 p.m. Get your tickets. It, you know, if you are looking for a link, the, not, the link is not in my bio, but it is on my, on my Twitter feed. So go check it out, support a great cause. The Ratatouille musical, the rat of all our dreams, y'all. The rat, the rat of, of all, all our dreams. dreams. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna continue. I'm, I'm like containing myself so I don't get too excited. But <laughs> but we're excited. But we are excited. <laughs> Just a reminder, though, if you've never seen Ratatouille, his name is not Ratatouille. His name is Remy. Ratatouille is the dish. Just uh, I think it's always funny when people are like, oh yeah, Ratatouille. It's actually not what his name is. So we're put some respect on that, Remy. There you go. Also, just a fun fact, as I was prepping for this episode and trying to figure out, okay, what are my favorite things? Um, I now know how to correctly spell Ratatouille without looking, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I think, an achievement. As somebody who took a very long time to learn how to spell it definitely and still, have to, still has to say definitely <laughs> in order to spell it right the first uh -huh. time. Or Wednesday, that's mine always. Wednesday is the other one. Yes. I love this learning for you. So much. All right. Only a few more, y'all. So, best professional moment of 2020. I actually had the opportunity twice to lead webinars. Um, I led a webinar for NODA, and then I did it for a private organization with one of my um, best friends, Max, who works at University of California at Berkeley. And we did sort of a webinar on how to integrate version identity into orientation programs and how to make sure that all of your messaging, all of your content, your training for orientation leaders is really first gen centric and including that, uh, you know, lens in the conversation. And it went so well for Noda that we then got to do it for this private org and got paid for it. And I love first gen, obviously, you all know this. And I really love presenting my number one strength through StrengthsFinders communication. So it was just a fun way. This was like the height of the pandemic, like April, May, to, uh, I think, refill my bucket a little bit. So I'm really proud of that. Um, maybe you'll catch it at a conference as a session one day. We'll see, hopefully in person. But that was something I was really, really proud of. Absolutely. I struggled a little bit with this because, as, as we've noted, 2020 has been um, 30 years in one. So I had to reflect on a long history of my career. But I do think that one of my best professional moments is actually this podcast. I, oh, I knew I was going to get an all. I have 
loved doing this podcast and I've gotten to do it alongside literally one of my best friends ever and one of my colleagues, mentors in this field. I've gotten to do it with Miles, our producer, former, <laughs> now former supervisor, now current friend, officially. Um, I have <laughs> current proof. Current friend, former supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> the supervisor formerly known as Miles. <laughs> yeah. um, but just doing this podcast, um, and I'll tie it back to professionalism because obviously that's the best professional moment, but we have gotten to talk to so many great people out there in the field, and we've gotten to connect, reconnect with old friends, get to know new friends, and Honestly, this podcast has just brought me so much light over the course of this year and looking forward to our recordings and looking forward to our planning meetings and getting to know our guests and like just the reception and, you know, hands down, you know, when we talk about connection and meeting other people, like this podcast has been just so instrumental in getting us to meet new folks. And I've gotten to do it alongside Erica and I'm about to cry. So I'm going to really slow myself down. She said, ew. Like, I love you so much. Oh, emotional. Oh, but again, I just, in terms of my development, I have been so appreciative for all these new connections that we've been able to make. So definitely this podcast. Retweet. I just want to retweet all of that because I feel so like very thankful that this sort of happenstance, that's not a verb, but yeah, I just did all of what you said. All right. I'm just pouring out the last ones because um, my hand is getting tired of shaking because I don't work out. So, Agassiz, what was your favorite album of 2020? This is another one I struggled with. And you know that, Erica. I do. Um, I, okay, so I currently have five. <laughs> you may pick two. Okay, okay, okay. So... This has been, you know, 2020 has been a year, but let me tell you who has done really well this year. The women of music. Shout out to my female artists who have absolutely killed the game when it came to like their music, like left and right, like just from so many different places. I struggled a lot. I think I'm going to narrow it down to two just because, but my top two albums, because I couldn't pick one because I feel like they're two sides of me is Future Nostalgia, by Dua Lipa, my girl Dua Leap. Yo, she did the thing. She brought the retro back and phenomenal. The, the one album that I wish we could be, you know, going to, out for because the minute that I'm able to be front row for a concert with this album being toured, I am there. I am there. And then second, of course, of course, has to be Folklore by Taylor Swift. Has to, <laughs> that is a you know uh, Carter. I was talking to Carter about this. He said I would pick Folklore and Evermore. I'm like, of course you would. But Folklore, she did the thing. Taylor Swift did the thing. She came out of nowhere. She captured the feeling that we were all almost feeling in during this pandemic. Channeled it into music that is just stunningly beautiful. And I can't get over how good it is. Um, and I know you know obviously now there's Evermore, and that's we're you know we're we're leaning into that and learning more about that one, but. Folklore, future nostalgia, top contenders in the in there also. Chromatica by Lady Gaga, and of course, Gaslighter by the Chicks. Because once again, the women of music did the thing. Hmm. Yes. So uh, folklore was almost almost the one I chose because it is the soundtrack to everything that we've been feeling, and I think that's a really hard thing to do because this was like a very, as you said, unifying experience in a lot of ways and very divisive as well. 
I'm picking, and you're going to fight me on this because it technically was 2019, but the Fine Line album by Harry Styles. And here's why. I didn't discover it till March. And I, when I found that album, when it was recommended to me, I listened to it from start to finish every day for weeks. So when I think of overall quarantine, I think of folklore, but when I think of the hardest parts, when everything was so unknown, when I was scared to go to the grocery store, that album just like really moved me and it still does. And I just, all the women, yes. And then right below them for me is Harry Styles. So Harry, if you are watching or listening, because of course, why would you not be? I love you so much. I have to say Fine Line was definitely up there too for me. It's quite an album. Um, and when you discover that the entire album is almost like the timeline of a, of a, of a relationship in a way where like it starts off really happy with golden and then it just kind of progresses through. Oh, and then you get to fine line and it bobbing oh, in the car. Yep. 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 But can I just say this separate thing? I <laughs> was in my car one day and I couldn't stop listening to burn from Hamilton scream singing it in my car. And I think my neighbors were really concerned. It was a great day for me. I just remember I was like, I got to listen to this. And um, I do that with fine line too. So I just wanted to share that with everyone. Burn is a bop. Burn is a bop. It's a sad bop, but it's a bop. It's a, it is a bop. <laughs> All right. Agassi, 2020 top higher ed geek moment. That's an easy one. When we got to bring Dr. Josie Alquist onto our pod. Yeah. I am such a uh, I am such a fan. I love the work that Josie does. I love reading up on her updates. She recently released a book, which she talked about um, on digital leadership, which Erica and I are now proud owners of. And we're yes, going to we start are. our own little book club to read it and talk about it. And I'm really excited. Um, but definitely having her on the pod because she's someone I've just admired for a long time. And the things she does, she's really introduced me, I think, to like this new world almost of like digital leadership and what it means and like digital identities. And I, it's such a cool convergence of like my interest in like technology and like online and like student affairs and like higher ed and student development. And it was just so cool to have her on the pod and just talk to her and, you know, really just make her almost like a real person because obviously I see her, yeah. <laughs> we see her and she posts content. And I read her stuff, but like to have her across from me to talk and just such a, cool moment and you know she complimented us a little bit and i almost you know kind of fainted so <laughs> but it's okay what about you Eka? so actually yesterday i went to a webinar called traversing new territories low-income first-generation students of color um it was through nasba and it was by dr rebecca gova rubias i think i'm saying that right so sorry if i'm not and it was really cool so she did this study and she one of the things i was most interested in because i work a lot with our yield efforts is this concept of independence versus interdependence and how we frame that for students. So they did these two different acceptance letters. And one of the acceptance letters said, we're so proud of you. We can't wait for you to join our community, very independent. And the other one said, we're so proud of you and the decision you and your family will make. And we can't wait to welcome all of you. And the students who received that one that was more interdependent showed like higher gains at the university because they felt that all of them and all of their identity was part of a community versus, and I guess you know this, sometimes our you know first gen students feel like there's this dissonance of who I am at home versus who I am at school. Absolutely. And that was fascinating. And so I'm sitting here taking all these notes 
And I'm directly going to be able to put that into what I'm working on right now. And I was like, oh, this is the stuff I love. When, when we really see how like words matter and these things change and impact. And I just have started geeking out more on research. Maybe it's time for a PhD. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited about that moment. But I would consider that sort of higher ed geek <laughs> if I could. Absolutely. I. It's funny you say that because... I, we, uh, in my research class, we actually did research on incoming first year students and wow. yeah. And obviously, you know, well, my degrees in, in communication, um, and again, thinking of like the convergence of like my interests, it's so cool to see how those two things overlap. So like what you're talking about, like the differences in just like the wording on a message, like that is exactly what I'm trying to figure out too. Like those little things, because it's so true. It's like, you didn't, you wouldn't think that those little things make such a difference, but then you do like AB testing on, on messaging and you're like, wow. Yeah. I'll send you the, uh, I'll send you the recording. Please do. It's very good. All right. Second to last one. I don't even know why I'm opening it because I know what the question is. And it is, what is your favorite meal of 2020? Because y'all, we were not getting through an episode without <laughs> asking what is the best thing you ate this year? Of course. Of course. I have to say that my favorite meal, and I really had to think about that because obviously, you know, you eat a lot. You, yeah, you eat a lot over the course of a year. So, uh, but I did have to say my favorite meal, we had um, some very near and dear friends to me and one of my fraternity brothers um, and a longtime friend who are married, um, Rick and Claudia. They came into town for Valentine's Day. So we had like a, a double Valentine's Day thing. They came up for the weekend. We hung out, we, but we went out to dinner together and they made reservations at a very nice restaurant. Um, and I've been to the restaurant before, but it was just so special to do it with them. And anytime I get an opportunity, I think to bring folks who I know here and like show them around and see like, this is where I live. And like, this is, it was just a really special weekend overall, but I have to say, and also the food was phenomenal hands down, but it was just a special meal between two people, you know, three people, you know, I'm going to, I guess throw Carter in there for Valentine's day, but yeah. <laughs> a really special meal between uh, three people that I care very much about. Cute. I didn't know about that. Oh, learn something new about you every day, friend. And Ricky Claudia, obviously MFOS alum, hashtag MFOS proud. Uh, they there are an MFOS couple. <laughs> and they're both first gen as well. And uh, woo woo. love them. And yeah, I could geek out about them for our match and our, our match and Florida Opportunity Scholars alum. Woo woo. Our match and matches. All right. So mine, um, one of my favorite. Yeah, we'll have to trademark that. I'm gonna write that one down. So one of my favorite restaurants I've talked about multiple times in Gainesville is called The Top. And they did this um, dinner. It was a four-course meal, and they partnered with a local brewery. And it was to sort of help, you know, boost both of their, they're both local businesses, um, you know, during the pandemic. And so you got basically five beers paired with this four-course meal. And oh my gosh, was it good. It was this they had these like broccoli tots with feta cheese and then two pork dishes so one of them was this like pork that was i don't i don't even know but i could have licked the plate i did not um and then they had this okay let me get this right sausage stuffed bacon wrapped turkey it's a lot of meats yep do that math it's like a turducken sort of trying to figure out what goes in what oh piece of turkey stuffed with some sausage and then wrapped in bacon there you go okay boom yeah there's a visual but the best part was this dessert this maple cream tart mm. and i just was in heaven so i was really glad to as always support a local business and give them my funds um 
and it was just so good and that was like a great just a really really good meal and it was like very fancy which I um I've sort of missed being able to do like nice things like that because um we're all you know figuring it out we're all in this together high school musical style all right so our final question Agassi is our top moment of 2020 okay you go first okay so I thought a lot about this one and I was like there's some really good work moments but as I said earlier trying not to center work um so y'all in the end of 2020, I got a man's and I'm so excited. It is, I can see, is laughing so hard at me. Um, so yeah, I am in a relationship and I'm very, very happy, you know, dating in a global pandemic. Um, interesting. I can't say dating, dated one singular, did one thing and was like, all right, lock it in. Um, but yeah, it's been really nice to cap off the year like a really really garbage year in like such a positive way so um yeah if you were like Erica I love you you slid into my dms too late but you're still welcome to because I always take compliments um but yeah very very happy and what a nice way to end my year um so hi Brian he doesn't listen <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess I should have picked something but no, I'm listen we're here to celebrate love of and course. You've met Brian. I have met Brian. I was about to say Brian with a Y, Brian with an I. Brian with a Y. Brian, Brian with a Y. There you go. Being very clear, Brian with a Y. I have <laughs> met the boy. Um, let's hear it for the boy who is apparently doing a very good job of uh, supporting and taking care of my best yeah. friend out here. And y'all, all I can say, and I guess you can agree to this, it is very nice to be with someone who's not in higher ed. <laughs> the PhD candidate in engineering. I'm like, you don't know anything I'm talking about. This know. is great. Eric and I joked that we both landed engineers, um, <laughs> which is did. which is funny. <laughs> Locked it down. <laughs> Does that sound bad? Is that is landed a bad word? Is it like we achieved something? No, nah, I mean, if you had been like we both secured. Secured the bag? That would have been probably a little different. No, you're fine. <laughs> secured the Our bag. Uh, but yes, uh, we have some parallels. Uh, and they had a nice little conversation what they met too. It's like, oh, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm, what is it? I'm, uh, uh, I'm materials. What do you do? Oh, I'm industrial. Oh. And it was like, an, it's like a meeting of the like mind. West Side Story. <laughs> Bad it, was like, it was like different, better. it was like different flavor, different flavors of engineering coming together, you know? <laughs> uh, and Agassi and I were just on the side talking about who knows what. Yeah, talk about a lot. We I remember that day specifically. We said goodbye and then kept talking for an hour. Um, hour. Yeah. That's very us. That's very Latino of us. Yes, the long goodbye. The long goodbye. The long goodbye. Sitting outside the car. <laughs> right, top moment. Of, moment. Top moment. I actually went for like a memory. So oh. I do have to say, um, I think one of my top moments was Carter. So Carter and I's birthdays are a day apart. So it's I always joke with people saying, you know, one of my birthday presents every year is that I have Carter um, because his birthday Aww. is the day after mine. Um, so obviously we'll do something together and, you know, one day obviously will be for him. One day will be for me. Um, but for our birthdays this year, we wanted to do something that was close that we could kind of just do without interacting with people. So we hopped on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And yes. although we didn't drive very far, we only drove about an hour and a half, two hours out from Asheville. It was stunningly beautiful. I driving through the mountains and driving through tunnels and just thinking, wow, I'm like in a mountain. Um, and then looking out and just seeing the sides of the mountains and it was a beautiful day and we stopped and we hiked a little and we went up to this like 360 view that you could see like the entirety of the area and all the mountains and all the ranges. Um, one, it was just 
beautiful. I love being able to just do that with Carter. And two, it just kind of also reminds you how small we sometimes are. Like when you're like on the top mm-hmm. of a mountain or the side of a mountain and you look around and just, there's just so much more around. You're like, wow, like there's a lot in this world. And it's almost like a humbling experience in a way of like, okay, like I'm just one little piece of what is this planet or this earth. Yeah. Um, but we definitely want to do it again. Uh, we want to drive longer. Um, for those who may not be familiar, the Blue Ridge Parkway extends um, from Western North Carolina all the way up to Virginia. It is about like 440 miles of like parkway. There's lots of parks, there's overlooks, um, you know, so if you're looking for something to do, you know, definitely high recommend they have little picnic areas um we wish we would have prepped a little bit better to like do it a little longer but still enjoyed it definitely want to do it again um and it's free y'all it's a it's a parkway just hop on and you just drive and you just get to enjoy the world so high recommend i love that so 2020 was trash throw her away Bye-bye. Really, really hard but i do and, and i never want to dismiss any of that so what i don't want this to be is like yeah, but think about the positives. Like, like, right, there were some terrible things. And um, I'm just glad to be here with you, Agassi, one of my closest, bestest, nearest and dearest humans who has been in my life for more years than I would like to share. I just feel really lucky to just spend time being like, all right, what, what really meant, you know, what really happened and what really meant stuff to us. Um, and we'll do it again in a year. And hopefully 2021 is just like full of bops. Full of bops, not flops. Not flops. <laughs> flops need not apply, right, Erica? Flops need not apply. <laughs> yeah, if you a flop, mm-mm. if you a flop, don't even think about it. Uh, just, uh, just get. We're gonna scare all that juju away. We're gonna bust out mm-mm. the sage. We're gonna get the essential oils. Listen, I'm a sana sana culido de rana all of 2021 before we even step into her. Si no sana hoy, se sana hoy porque I don't have time for this. No mañana. We're done. Si no sana hoy, I don't have time for this. You heard it here first. You heard it here, heard it here first. First, folks. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We hope that you were able to connect. We wanted to just have a, a little bit of time to just talk through some of our, our you know, better moments of 2020. You know, like Erica said, we don't want this to just be a year where we say, you know, it was all a wash, just throw her all away. Although, you know, a lot of it should get thrown away. But, mm-hmm. you know, in some, t- in, in some ways we found love. In some ways we found some bops. We found some beautiful things on the internet. Hashtag, once again, the Ratatouille musical. Um, but wherever y'all, wherever you are, and wherever you're listening, we hope that 2020 has been kind in some way, that there are things you can look towards uh or forwards to or that you could look back and enjoy or say you know what maybe it wasn't all bad you know maybe we'll learn something um but thanks everyone for tuning in for our very special episode of the first five years presented by saxo and don't worry you can still connect with us on twitter i'm at erica m underscore aguiar that's a-g-u-i-a-r and, and you can, where you at? You can also find me on Twitter at Agassi, A-G-A-S-S-Y underscore R. Y'all, we hope that everyone has a wonderful holiday wherever, whenever you are celebrating a good new year. And y'all, may 2020 treat us just a little bit better. Un poquito. Un poquito. Un chin better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Bye.